Hey IDP Army, Jordan Reigns here with the IDP 411 Podcast. Just want to tell you guys today about our sponsor of the show, ExpandTheBoxScore.com. ExpandTheBoxScore.com has premium NFL and college football stats. They're adaptable, they're affordable, there's all kinds of great stuff on there from the NFL to college football. It's great for people that are in the Devi leagues looking to uh, get that edge over their, their league mates. So go check out ExpandTheBoxScore.com, proud sponsor of the show. And now, without further ado, on to the IDP 411. In a wormhole, probably about to burn. In a white tunnel, are you ever gonna learn? See a land, probably gonna merge. Gonna be dead laying in the dirt. What's up, guys? Jordan Reigns, IDP 411, with my man Jared Gray. I'm hosting today. That's why, uh, if you, you might get a rough version on the front end of this, it's a little, but uh, work with me. I appreciate you guys. Um, but yeah, we got a good show lined up here for you today. How you doing, Jared? I'm great, man. Uh, been working on this article for a couple of days just to make sure it got out good and you know it was the right content that we really wanted to put out. And you know, we're about that good life. So yeah, yeah. Actually, we got a special show. We've actually been like stringing together now that like it's off season. We kind of have a little room to play. We don't just have to kind of grind over you know start sits and you know rankings. Um, last week we had Isaiah Simmons. We've been covering the combine the two weeks before that, which was awesome. And today we are going to do a, well, Jared's going to do his, uh, his, his first mock draft of the season, uh, the whole first round. Looks like he's got some cool trades in here. looks like there's some IDP relevant guys in here, as well as, you know, your, your big name, uh, offensive guys. And, you know, I'm excited to go through this with them. Um, just real quick before we get to that though, guys, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, at Jared Gray, at Fifty Shades of Drunk, and then Steve at the Dynasty Chef. He's here with us too, producing the background. Shout out to him. He made all these awesome graphics for us today, so he's definitely an invaluable member of the team. Make sure you're following him. Um, and then I said, he's the brains were just the faces. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and jump into this mock draft here with my my guy Jared. So, uh, I guess well, real quick before we go into that, I saw this morning. Um, I guess in the news right before we went on, uh, Josh Norman got picked up by the Buffalo Bills. Yep. So, uh, guarantee $6 million. Uh, he said he just really enjoyed the uh, the system he was going against, and he had Tredavious White across from him. So it, yeah. he's playing with the business right now. So that's yeah. smart him, to be honest with you. Good decision there across from Tredavious White with an offensive coordinator slash head coach now who he's worked with before. So if he can go somewhere and finish out his career the not Darrell Rebus way, um, it would probably be there. So, yeah, he, anyway, he was so good before. So, hopefully, it works out for him. Yep, yep. So, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get started here with Jerry's draft. You want to give us any any uh, intro to the draft, or give us any uh, stuff before we just pull it up? Or, uh, well, my quickest intro is why well, I tell you is I think that the Ron Rivera combine issue when he was talking to Tua Tagovailoa, I think is the chess master in this whole aspect, and that that's the whole mindset of this draft so it's me having a little fun with it and when, when everybody thinks he's going to take chase young i think that he's going to do something else and i think he's the chess master and using two as a pawn here i think he actually really likes Dwayne haskins because hmm. he actually was one of the guys talking about taking him last year so i think that he purposely did this at the combine to make this get out the way it did because now some teams got to make a decision if they want to go get him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to decide which team that is today. All so. right. So I'm going to pull it up now, guys. Again, thanks, Steve, for these graphics. But it looks like we got the first five picks here. So I'll pull that up now. Jerry. So, real quick, I'll, I'll, we'll show the picture. There we go. So this is the front main cover. Uh, again, if you're following the video as well as the post, you'll see this on the actual article. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys are, have access to YouTube, uh, on the YouTube, we have some graphics we're going to pull up. We'll talk, we'll walk through them all. But, um, and Jared's article will be on expandtheboxscore.com. I think that goes live today, uh, March 9th. So go check it out. So let. Okay, uh, this, this is your show. Go. All right. First round, pick number one. We got the Cincinnati Bengals taking Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. That's kind of a gimme. That's kind of a easy one um let's just go straight to number two though number two miami trade Tua a quarterback alabama but things are yeah i think this is this is where it happens 
Um, I think this is where they have a lot of picks. They have some money picks. I think they do a little more stuff in the franchise. Or sorry, and you know, going to get other veteran players to do this. And you know, they're hurting in some other positions, and they have three picks in the first round. Uh, they need a quarterback for the future, and I think the two attack law is the guy. Um, I'm a little skeptical of him personally. Uh, and I, I haven't let that not known. I, I have a trouble with him throwing to the right side. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think he's a very good, polished passer. I mean, he was the number one quarterback coming out of high school. He was he won the Elite 11 MVP. Uh, comes in as a freshman, wins a you know championship after his, you know after the second half against Georgia. I think that's the biggest thing. And then moving straight into that, you've got. The Detroit Lions, who most people think is gonna are gonna take Jeff Okuda, that's because Miami isn't there, and everybody thinks Washington's gonna take Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where I think Detroit Lions are like, well, you can't leave the best player on the board. So, and it's a need, it's a need for them. You know, they need, need offensive lineman, they need a linebacker. Uh, they could very easily take, uh, you know, Simmons here. You know, yeah. which was, but I don't think they do that. I, they need to edge rusher, and Chase Young is a generation player. Oh yeah, you cannot pass on him if he's available, especially with the need that they have. Yeah. And they, you know, I think that they're going to take care of a linebacker situation anyway in the later part of the draft. Well, the later part of the draft, as well as you know, through free agency, so. Mm-hmm. I want to walk back up real quick to Miami. They have a bunch of picks this year, so they do have the firepower to move up and get Tua. Um, I'm sure you remember last year the moniker was tanking for Tua. Um, (laughs) You know, this is a spot where they didn't even have to fully tank and they could still maybe get him. So I really like that trade a lot. It makes sense. Yeah, with 12 picks, I mean – Just get this one right. Exactly. Like you, you've got the firepower to do this. It's what you wanted overall, you know, based on what we understand. And they need a quarterback. I mean, Rosen's not it, and Fitzmagic is awesome. But I mean, how he can only be awesome for so much longer. And he's awesome in a sense of like he's awesome to watch play, not that he's going to take them, you know, deep into the playoffs. So Tua is definitely the the a great move here. Um, it, it just it makes sense. I love it. And then Detroit getting Chase Young. I like that too. I think that um, the Lions with Trey Flowers, you know, he came over with Patricia, and you know, he's a good pass rusher. But I think uh, they that whole line overall needs it needs a, a superstar on it, and doesn't have that. Um, and Chase Young would be that guy. So if they're yeah, with him and Trey Flowers there, I think that would be. Yeah. Huge for them. You can manufacture a, you know, a, a corner out of somewhere. You know, I know. Yeah, I take this as the, what would Bill Belichick do, and Bill Belichick would take, take that out. Chase Young and if he was available. And we've talked about this before on the show. You know, corners. You know, it seems like they'll get hot for a, a season or two, and then that's that's their whole career as a season or two. Like that one year, they were really good. Like uh, Marshawn Lattimore or Eli Apple. They're both saints guys now, but or Janoris Jenkins. Remember when Janoris Jenkins was like the greatest corner ever. Like, 17. And now he's just, yep. everybody hates him. He's trash. Um, Marshawn Lattimore rookie, you know, the only guy anyone want to talk. He's about. a very up and down guy. He was such a stud there for a little bit. Yeah. Had an off year. He came back, had a pretty decent year last year, but, but he's I'm with you overall. Yeah, exactly. So it, it makes more sense to me to go for chase young. I think that you're going to get, probably more consistently high-level seasons out of him than you would a corner. And I think corner play is in some ways a little more easy to replace. So I love that move. Um, let's go ahead and finish up these top five here. We got number four, the New York Giants, taking Mekhi Betcon, offensive Mekhi line. Mekhi Becton. Mekhi Becton. Oh, my gosh. Mekhi Becton. I'm a little dyslexic, so you'll have to forgive me. And then <laughs> number five, the Washington Redskins, who moved back using the Miami pick here, and they're going to take Isaiah Clem- Simmons from Clemson, linebacker. So uh, walk me through uh, all those two picks. And um... Okay, so the main thing I did here is a lot of people think with uh, the Giants moving on from their stud linebacker over the last couple of years uh, and the guy that they got from the Rams, that we really thought that he could they could take Simmons here. I mean, especially after the you know combine that he had. 
-hmm. But the thing is, is their two most valuable players are Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And to to protect them in your long term, I can go get a veteran linebacker. Do linebackers stay in the league 10, 15 years? No problem. Especially when guys like Joe Schobert are available, mm-hmm. right? Kersky are available now. I mean, 10 mil a year, you know? Yeah. I, I will hand this dude $10 million for the next five Best years. The best right? linebackers are asking for 10 mil a year, and a, just an okay corner just got 6 mil a year. Exactly. So I think they're going to, I think Joe Schobert's going to get like $13 million somewhere. And I very easily could be the Giants, you know, awesome. to where, you got to protect your offensive, you know, your guy. And Makai Becton is a monster. He's like 6'5", 350 pounds, and he ran a, what, a, a 5, 5'1", which isn't, which is fast for as big as he is. Let's just put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the the consensus. you got to think about this. Makai Becton is a perfect land for them. They struggle on the offensive line. Um and they got to protect their two best players. And if you can get Saquon Barkley open in space, it's it's lights out. So that's the biggest move here for them, even though they could take, like I said, Detroit and New York could both take Isaiah Simmons, who we both believe is the best athlete in this draft. And that's where I go to Washington. And I think that where Ron Rivera, he sat behind and watched Luke Kuechly be a monster among men for years and years. You know, Isaiah Simmons is that dude. Okay, if you watch tape on this guy, he's always right in the face of a quarterback if he's playing linebacker. If he's a safety, he's, you know, rose really well. You know, he is he is the perfect coverage linebacker because he has great range. And if they want to bring him downhill on blitzing packages, He's the right guy for it. There's no way he makes it past the fifth pick. I, yeah. I just don't believe that. I, I like it. After watching the tape that I see it, I do, and I think that's why Washington is doing this, to where some people are kind of iffy on him, you know, on what, what position he's going to play in the pros. I don't think there's any doubt. He plays linebacker, and it's either middle or outside to where they can either rush him or he can be the focus. Yeah. Washington has a good offensive line. <clears throat> But why go get Chase Young when you already have a good off or defensive line? Sorry. Yeah. And Devin White, a weekend linebacker. Devin White uh, from Tampa. He got he was number five overall last year, and I don't think there's much of a doubt in anybody's mind that Isaiah Simmons is a better linebacker prospect than Devin White. Um, well, I don't know. Devin Devin White is the real deal, and I truly believe that. I when I give somebody as high praise as I gave him last year, uh, I compare him to my favorite player of all time in Derek Brooks. Um. And I truly believe Devin White can be that guy if he can stay healthy. I'm gonna put that out there. Nice. Um, and I think Isaiah Simmons is right there. So yep. I think that's just that's something a, I had to go with. I wanted to have a little fun with this draft without going crazy. That's so, how the real draft is. I mean, we all have these ideas in our head, and I mean, I've, we all watch it, and it, I mean, it gets hairy real quick. So I think the 30 uh, second I like pick. I, we'll talk about it when I get there, but I think it could change. I legit think it could change. Yeah. So, All right, let's get to the next five here. We got the Los Angeles Chargers taking Justin Herbert. We have the Carolina Panthers taking Jeff Okuda, cornerback Ohio State. Arizona Cardinals taking Tristan Wirfs, offensive line, Iowa. Number nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. And number 10, the Cleveland Browns taking Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Georgia. I like this okay, well, here. a lot a lot of guys could change here. I don't think Justin Herbert, you know, and I'm going to go on record and say that I apologize for my disruption over Mariota and Justin Herbert. I went back watching a ton of tape. You know, I mean, I'm I'm weird like this, and I've been saying that hey, there's no way that you're going to take Mariota or take Justin Herbert over Mariota. I said this like three weeks ago. After watching a ton of tape. Justin Herbert has a cannon, bro. Yeah. It's something Mariota doesn't. After really watching the tape, Mariota does not throw the ball. Even in college, he didn't sling it, sling it. He was accurate. And that's what made him intriguing in college coming out. Justin Herbert has a straight howitzer, bro. So 
he ain't passing Los Angeles, and for unless for some reason the Chargers decide that they like love you know, Jameis Winston or Tom Brady or somebody more. I think that he's just as good as Philip Rivers coming out of college. Um, he's battle tested. He doesn't turn the ball over. If yep. they can shore up that offensive line a little bit, it's over, bro, because they, they have the firepower. I mean, they just re-signed their running back in Eckler, um, who's been a YouTube sensation lately or social media sensation because he's been doing he's stupid ripped. stuff. Um, so, again, I think Justin Herbert's the pick here. I don't think he gets past the Chargers. Uh, I, I can see a lot of quarterbacks taking it in this in the first round, Justin Herbert being number three in the in top six. So uh, my next one, who do we have for the next one? I'll have to pull that up again. Sorry, I think it was Okuda. Yep, Carolina uh, yeah, Panthers. Jeff Okuda. Um, this is where I feel like they – Jeff Okuda is one of the best <clears throat> quarterback prospects in the last 10 years come out of college, right? Players were good, right? Marshall Lattimore was good coming out of college. Everybody believes Jeff Okuda is that guy. He's one of the best cornerback prospects coming out of college, period. Um, I think he's Carolina's next Josh Norman. So when Josh Norman was younger, Josh Norman was elite. Nobody – I mean, Odell Beckham hated this guy. You know, mm -hmm. they, they had some battles, and I think that's something that we could see out of Jeff Okuda. Uh, I love his game tape. Um, I like his swagger. He came at a guy at the combine who asked him, who basically looked like an idiot, a reporter, saying, hey, you know, what can you do to clean up your stuff? He's like, why don't you look at the tape? He's like, I don't have any pass interferences. I don't have any holding penalties. I was like, that's not who I am. He's like, I don't have a penalty. Like, look at me. And that's pretty awesome. He's one of the best coverage corners, and I think you're going to see next year. And people are going to test him because, well, that's in a division where they toss the ball. So mm -hmm. as a fantasy football player in IDP, I'm going to get me some Jeff Okuda. Just put that out there right now. So, yeah, I like that pick. Um, you know, a lot of people have him going three to uh, the Lions, but I like the fact that he slips a little bit here and the Panthers get a, a quality guy to help in a spot that they, uh, you know, can always. Like I said, I've been saying this for a long time. I think Corey Littleton is him or Devondre Campbell is bound to go to. Yeah, nice. Well, we got Worfs to uh, Arizona, which is a good, you know, they need offensive line help to help your boy Murray out. Um, Derek Brown to Jacksonville, that is uh, that is IDP relevant. Talk to me about that. Uh, what do you think that's going to do to bolster that line? Well, here's the thing is we all think Yannick Ngakwe is either going to be traded, right? Yeah, or he's basically for sure. He's, got, he's out the door no matter what. Okay, I don't think he's he either here for one last anymore. year. Yeah. They're going to franchise tag him and he's going to stay or they're going to trade him, which, hey, you know, the guy wants out. But do we watch Washington Redskins be, you know, with Trent Williams last year? They could have traded him for a first round draft pick. I don't think they're going to get that this year. Mm -hmm. And even though he's seeking a trade, I, I just don't know. So, yeah, you got to play the market on stuff like that for sure. I, I think Yannick Nagakwe is right there. Calais Campbell's uh, been injured with his back a little bit recently. Yannick has been one of the best pass rushers in all of football. And to replace that, you need a guy that can shore up that line. I think Josh Allen is the guy that's going to replace Yannick Nagakwe, which means okay. you got to have somebody that pressures in the middle, and that guy's going to be Derek Brown. I mean, he's a sure tackler. If you see his tape, he's got an open field against a running back that's just dead in his face, and he bulldozes this guy. Yeah. So he's got buckets I, and buckets of tackles for losses too. I mean, he's yeah, he's a he's solid, beast. solid player, and I think that Derek Brown is, you know, and to be honest with you, to get Derek Brown at number nine, there's no way Jacksonville's not taking him, especially what yeah. they need, and I think what they do later in the draft is. You know, and I'll point that out. You'll we'll see because that they I think they take two guys deep yep. in the drive. Well, and then you got uh you did two things here that I liked. Um, you know, they aren't IDP relevant, but you gave uh, both your boys from OU some solid offensive line guys. They both need it. So with Werfs and then with uh, Cleveland getting Andrew you know, look, there. Like I can see this change, uh, especially with free agency. They're um, smart picks. They're the right picks for those teams. They're the correct pick, and Let's this is where I think the GM of the Cardinals 
makes a decision like, hey, you got to – I know that you want C.D. Lamb. I know what you want your guy, mm-hmm. right? But we need to protect you. We right? have We've a got, football team. We, we yeah. took like a dozen – you know, half a dozen receivers last year in the draft. Let's let's t- let's protect you this year. Yeah. So, and to do that, Worfs is Worfs had a great combine. He's he's that down home country boy that just got after it at Iowa. So, he's he's the right pick. And then with Thomas, to be honest with you, Thomas is as good or better than any offensive line taken before him in this draft. A lot of people think that it's going to be somebody else, but I think Thomas is. And let's be real, Thomas is the right name for Cleveland anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be an offensive lineman. And then I think that he's the face. I mean, <clears throat> Jake Fromm did not have a, a good year. But one thing he didn't have to worry about is being on his back because Andrew Thomas didn't didn't let a guy get by him. Yep. And that's true. that's what I look at is, is on the tape. But yeah, that's the first top ten. And I mean, that's how we're going from here. So yep. All right, let's dive into 11 through 15. What we got here? So this is where Jared's Cray. <laughs> First round mock draft. Number 11, the New York, New York Giant, or not Giants, the Jets. <laughs> Here's another offensive lineman, Jedrick Willis, Wills, offensive tackle, Alabama. We got 12. We got the Las Vegas Raiders, LVR. That's been popping up on my uh, on my stuff. That's weird. But uh, Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama, number 13, Indianapolis Colts, taking Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah. 14, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, with a pick they acquired from Chicago. Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle, South Carolina. It's a guy we like around here. And then number 15, we have C.D. Lamb going to the Denver Broncos, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, Jared's favorite college school. So let's. Uh, who who do you want to highlight here? You want to highlight the offensive line, the Jets, or are you? Well, I'll brush it real quick. I think that you're going to see a run of offensive linemen once the first one's taken. Yeah, I think you're going to see it real fast. Uh, I think Jedrick is going to be going to take the same idea that you know <clears throat> the Browns are going to take, and the same idea that the Giants are going to take. We got to protect our asset, you know. And, Let's be the franchise quarterback is the key to happiness. And if you think you have one, you're going to protect him. So I think that's what the Jets do. They protect their uh, quarterback and, you know, maybe even try to keep Le'Veon by all longer. And to do that, you got to, you have a good offensive line. So I think that's where they're really hurting because they short up the defensive line and they have the, one of the best safeties, if not the best safety in Jamal Adams. So I see them taking offensive linemen. Uh, moving to the next player, uh, the Raiders. I, I expect the Raiders to take a receiver here. They could take a linebacker here as well, um, but there's they're not trying to get Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb behind them. So it's going to either be Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb for the Raiders. Uh, I think they're going to take Judy. They feel they like the polished route running in which they thought they would they had with Antonio Brown. So that's where I think they take that. The Colts. The Colts need a franchise quarterback, and they need a guy that, you know, can lead them, you know, which I think they're going to might grab him free, and so I think they might grab Phillip Rivers. But they also need the next Patrick Mahomes. And that's a lot of high praise to give a player, but for some reason Love keeps getting this praise that, hey, it's because he's he can sling it. I mean, he has a cannon, yeah. and he throws from different angles. I've so, been hearing those comments as well. That you're right. That is some high praise, but it's interesting. It is interesting. I mean, he threw for over sixty percent with, honestly, no Utah luck. State. They haven't. They haven't had. Uh, they've been a running team for so long. For them to be a passing team and him doing what he's doing, you have to look at that. I look back at a long time time ago when Matt Ryan went like one in eleven as a starter. You know, his senior year in college with like 20 interceptions. Uh, well, he became an MVP in the pros, so you have to look at that. Yeah. I think Jordan Love could be that guy for them eventually. Um, I think he sits behind Philip Rivers for a year or two, though. Um, kind of does what Patrick Mahomes did, but it's in Alex Smith. Number 14, uh, again, I think this is the right pick. I think this Javon Kinlaw, if you've seen the tape and you guys saw him the senior bowl, savage. He is, he's a monster of a man. I mean, this graphic would 
just only shows half of it. I mean, they're they're holding this dude some fierce just to prey on that he doesn't get by. And I think that, especially with what could happen with Shaq Barrett, um, you you know, and then the Dom can sue, depending on what they do with those two guys. Yeah, they're going to need some help. So with him and Vita Vea next to each other, I think could really help Vita Vea. And I, total sidebar, but I think Vita Vea is in. I think this could be his breakout season. Um, you know, I think playing with Indomik and Sue has probably got him hyped. I think that playing next to Shaq Barrett, who had an you know a Defensive Player of the Year caliber season, got gets him hyped. And I noticed towards the end of the year last year that uh, he was kind of making some making more plays. He was making some noise. And he's been in the league like two seasons, and I hadn't really seen him make any noise. He just – there was a couple of games I saw him do some stuff. So that was a total sidebar. But I, I like – I think that, you know, if they put another dog by him like Kim Law, I think that line, especially if they manage to keep – I mean, JPP's got another year at least. And if Shaq Barrett's there, I think – yeah, I love that. I love that pick. Sorry, just wanted to put that in there real quick. No, yeah, I just – I think it's I don't see how he gets by. I think he's the right player for them. I think, you know, they need offensive line help, cornerback help, defensive line help. And this is where I think they get it. Javon Kinlaw dropping this far to them is kind of a perfect situation. And you know, it's also something that I hit on in my article. So mm-hmm. um with the last pick in this group, uh we go with CeeDee Lamb, who if you watch the combine he probably has the best catch in the combine, back corner fade, um, you know, good route. Him and Jerry Judy are consensus number one and number two. Whether you decide which one is which is up to you. His yards after catch are amazing. Um, he completely embarrassed Texas for over 130 yards receiving, breaking tackles. Um, he, he does. He's such a good player. Oklahoma's going to miss this dude. He's been solid his sophomore, junior, and senior year. He was good as a freshman. He's missed one game due to injury, uh, missed another game due to whatever reason in the in the Baylor game. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I, I think that there's – it's hard for them to pass, especially if they think that they have uh, the quarterback in Drew Locke. He needs secondary help, and besides the one – receiver that they have putting cd lamb there helps the receiving core as well as the running back situation so that's why i think he goes there Personally. i love that love that pick i think that's a good marriage for that team i think that's a good marriage for cd i think that would be very helpful to drew lock so love it all right i'm gonna walk down the uh top 15 guys here as we roll up into the next uh second half of this draft real quick but uh Jared's mock draft again is going to be up on expandtheboxscore.com. Go give it, a, go get a look. And while you're there, you know, check out some of our stats, some of our other content. Andy's real good at, uh, he's a pretty accurate ranker in baseball and football, so he's he's got some good stuff up there too. So let's walk through this again real quick. So we got one Burrow to the Bengals, two we got Tua to the Dolphins, we got Chase Young to the Detroit Lions at three, four and five we have, let me get this right, Mecky Bet. Mackay Beckton. Mackay Beckton. Beckton. <laughs> Offensive line, Louisville, going to the New York Giants. And then we have the Washington Redskins taking Isaiah Simmons to round out the top five. Then six, we have Justin Herbert to the Chargers. We have Jeff Okuda to the Carolina Panthers. Tristan Wirfs to the Arizona Cardinals. Derek Brown to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Andrew Thomas to the Cleveland Browns. And then we have Jedrick. Wills, offensive tackle to the New York Jets. Los Angeles Raiders take Jerry Judy at 12. Jordan Love to the Colts at 13. Love that pick. 14, Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Javon Kinlaw, DT. Love that pick, too. And then the Broncos finish out 15 with C.D. Lamb at wide receiver. Love that pick as well. So let's go see what we got for 16 through 20 here. All right, at 16, Jared has the Atlanta Falcons taking Clavon. I might mess this game up. Too. Clavion Chason. Clavion Chason. I'm so bad at that. Dallas Cowboys take Kristen Fulton, cornerback LSU. The Miami Dolphins take C.J. Henderson, a cornerback out of Florida. I've been hearing a lot of noise about him. I like that. Los Angeles Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. 
from Chicago. They take the picks from Chicago. They take Patrick Queen, linebacker, LSU. I guess that's from the um, the uh, Khalil Mack trade. And then 20, they take the Jacksonville Jaguars from the Rams. This is probably for the Ramsey trade. Take Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. We got some yeah, so this is, stuff right here. Yeah, this is our uh, all IDP relevant right here. So in this aspect, Clavion Chason, a lot of people think he's is getting the love as the number two uh, pass rusher behind Chase Young. If you've seen the tape recently and you watch the championship games and stuff, he's in everybody's face. So I think he's a surefire pick for them, especially what they're doing in free agency, you know, letting some players go. Um, yeah. He's cost effective for them. He seems to be getting there. And they've, they've done so many pass rushers and defensive line guys lately, like, We'll see what they decide. This could really hurt them in the long run if they don't. They just need to hit on one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, they need to. And, and the thing is, is I don't know how they're going to let Devondre Campbell test for agency, to be honest with you, because um, he's going to get paid. I just don't think they don't want to pay him $15 million, which he's going to get probably. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, I'm not going to really hit on this because I want you guys to look at the article but I think they're going to make the wrong decision with Byron Jones. Uh, and they're going to take Christian Fulton here. Don't get me wrong. Christian Fulton's a legit cornerback. And he's the, he's probably the number two corner coming out of LSU, even though uh, because they're a rookie, the freshman from last year is so good. Uh, Miami, I think here's where we talk about going to the defensive side. This is their second of three picks. Um, even though th this is where the trade went. Uh, you'll see the trade later. But then taking Henderson, if you watch C.J. Henderson tape, there's a big argument on who DBU is. And Los Angeles – or, sorry, uh, um, Ohio State. Florida, Florida and Ohio State, who I and LSU have all said, hey, we're DBU. Well – I, you can argue that for sure, especially in even Alabama as well. If you look at a lot of the safeties and stuff they put in, but Henderson looks really good off the ball. He tackles very well in open space. Uh, he reminds me of a better version of Vernon Hargraves. Um, personally, I, I think he's a really good pick for them. I think he's the right pick at, in this aspect of the draft. Uh, again, they need a quarterback, edge, offensive tackle, offensive line. Um, I think they get one or two of the offensive linemen from free agency. This is something where they can hold back some money. And I think that also the offensive line is definitely getting a little more deeper as we look in this draft. So they could surprise somebody and go offensive, offensive here. But I think C.J. Anderson's the right guy. Uh, on for the next pick, uh, I really like the Raiders taking a linebacker here. Patrick Queen seems to be like the guy people love. I think very possibly the Raiders could take two Oklahoma players in C.D. Lamb and um, my guy, Kenneth Murray. Highly possible the Raiders could take both those guys, both Oklahoma players. But I also see – John Gruden loves the SEC, so he takes two SEC guys, one in Jared Judy, one in Patrick Queen. Uh, I don't think either one is a big miss. Uh, Patrick Queen hits like a freaking freight train, runs a 4-5 flat 40. Both solid picks no matter what you do here. The Raiders need a face, and I think that's what they get in Judy, and I think that they get their stud linebacker here in Patrick Queen. Yeah, that feels – The Jaguars – go ahead. No, I was just saying that definitely feels a huge team need for them, um, you know, and Patrick Queen looks looks like he could definitely do that. Um, Whoever the Raiders take, I'm telling you, that's somebody that uh, ID, IDP players are definitely going to be about. So oh, yeah. Definitely want to be abreast of that situation ahead of time because, you know, they proved last year. I mean, the, that those defensive guys are on the field a good bit. So I'm really bummed that uh, Jonathan Abrams didn't really get to go out there and put a lot of stuff up. But, I mean, once, you know, if they take Queen, then they have Abrams, Colin Farrell, Mad Max, um, you know, you're looking at a pretty solid 
they're young change from two years ago um you know oh, completely team completely different team which is what and we'll, we'll see what they decide to do but again i think that they need to that's why they take care of the receiver position because they need a guy and as much as i love williams on one side who's on the other side right at least this way they got renfro in the middle they can put judy on the other side it becomes really dangerous it totally, um, yeah. The whole team makeup changes, and then you know you have to wonder about Carr. Like, is he, is he going to stick around or not? I mean, if he leaves, that could almost be good for, you know, even better for the team. Honestly, he's a good quarterback, but he's you know he's so middle of the pack to me. There's a lot. Of I think players. he needs some competition there, and I think that's hi- highly possible. People, Tom Brady is spending money. They will, they will, they will give Tom Brady sixty million. Let's not get this twisted. <laughs> All right, and then you got uh, here at 20, you got Jacksonville take in uh, Xavier McKinney. Again, I put this in my article on the reasons why they take Jacksonville. You know, they've they let A.J. Bouillet go away. They let Jalen Ramsey go away. You got to get somebody to shore up the backside. Uh, they, they were with Harrison, everybody being injured last year so much. Xavier McKinney has been a really stable guy for Alabama, and that's something they need. So, again, they take two defensive players, you know, and Derek Brown and Xavier McKinney. I think it's smart for, for them. I think that they have a pretty good receiving core as it is. I think they need a tight end. They've got a good running back who very possibly Leonard Fournette could hold out. So we'll see. He better not hold out too long because this running back class is retarded. Yeah. Right? So, and I mean that in a good thing. Yeah, good one. Uh, if you ever hear me say retarded, it is not a bad thing. Uh, I, I do not hold that as a negative ever. That is never, never a negative thing for me. There's so this running back class is, can be legit. So watch out, Jacksonville. If Fournette decides to leave, they're going to get somebody later. I promise you. They just so. spent a number four overall pick on him like two years ago. I don't, I don't know. It's going to be tough. So they need to just. He, he wants money. Be legit. And let's be real. Running backs are a dime a dozen. Yep. Just a real uh, thing. Not many people are Adrian Peterson sticking around ten years. Gore, Not a thing. Don't exist. Um, let's uh let's see what we got here going. This finishes out, like I said, this 16 through 20 guys. If you're on the YouTube, you can see these cool little graphics that Steve made us. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and jump to 21 through 25. So uh, and again, make sure you go check out the draft or the draft on expand the box score. Jared's got you know a lot of a lot more information than what he's just talking here in those in that draft. So some good some good nuggets there. So uh, twenty one, we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from LSU. Twenty two, we have the Buffalo Bills taking Jalen Rager, wide receiver TCU. Twenty three, the New England Patriots take Josh Jones, offensive tackle Houston. Twenty four, the New Orleans Saints take Lavisca. Chenault, wide receiver, Colorado. And then 25, the Minnesota Vikings take Trevin Diggs, cornerback, Alabama. Nice. like that. Yeah, so this is interesting. Uh, we're going, you know, slide wide receivers here. Alshon Jeffrey continues to be hurt. Justin Jefferson's the answer. Buffalo Bills, uh, I'll give you – I'm not going to put out why I put uh, Jalen Rager here, um, but I think you're going to like the article, so please go check it out. Uh, I do like this pick for them. Uh, the New England Patriots is the one thing that who knows, right? I mean, they need help. They've signed tied in their first round pick the past couple of seasons too. So I don't, you know, it's literally up in the air to me what's going to happen with that pick. So I'll be honest with you. I can see, even though I have them taking uh, Josh Jones from Houston, I can legit see them taking AJ Epinesa. They could take um, Bradley and a, here, especially after watching the video. If you know Bill Belichick, he likes those ground, you know, grinding players, but he also might think he can get an A in the second round later. There's no way he gets to them in a second round. So I could see Bradley and I going to them with this pick. And I almost made that, but I also look at they need a guy to protect their quarterback. So whoever that is. And the one thing is, is the linemen are starting to dwindle quite a bit. We've taken a lot here. You've got to make a decision like, hey, am I willing to take an offensive lineman that could produce or am I willing to take a a chance on a guy later? I think that they decided to take an offensive lineman here. 
Um, here's where I think people might get steal of the draft. And you might say, well, why are they taking uh, the New Orleans Saints taking another wide receiver? The thing is they have Thomas, and Thomas is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, but he's the only one they got right now. He doesn't have a complimentary guy. He doesn't have a guy that can do whatever. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, who had a core muscle surgery um, right after the combine. The funny thing about this is he's had this injury all year long. He did the bench press at the combine. He worked out the combine with this injury. This dude is tough, a tough, tough wide receiver who's got blazing speed. He ran with this. And they're like, man, his, his 40 time wasn't great. And then you find out he's had a core muscle injury for the latter half of the entire football season in college. Mm-hmm. So he's going to drop because he had the surgery. This kid is Anquan Bolden to a T. Good receiver, will go across the middle. He's tough. I mean, and that's what reminds me of Anquan Bolden. And you're going to get a guy who a lot of people, before you found out he was injured, was high on draft boards. He was top. Really high on draft. On a crappy team, Colorado's bust. And he showed out. So I'm telling you, I think the Saints get a legit steal in the 24th pick. And I I don't know how you pass on him. I think other players, other teams are going to pass on him because of the surgery. No, man, this is is solid for them. Good complimentary to Thomas. I agree. Uh, secondary piece for him and they just don't they don't have that secondary piece it's just been Alvin Kamara and then last year it was a little bit of Jared Cook so if they can get another receiver out there with some good hands that can run some good routes and can just like be a banger um that just helps everybody so I love that yep uh for the last guy in this group um Minnesota Vikings take Trevin Diggs who is Stefan Diggs brother uh who knows what's going to happen with Stefan Diggs Trevin Diggs seems like one of the best corners in the draft. Uh, a lot of there's a lot of debate on if where he's going to be and who else is going to be there. And the TCU guy is moving up. Duggar is available. You know, depending on what they do, uh, we all agree Duggar's the real deal. But I also think Duggar's going to be a lot more played in the box. So that's where I think they need an outside guy. They want to move on from Trey Wayne's. I put this in the article. I, I truly believe that um, as much as people love Trey Wayne's in college, I'm not a huge Trey Wayne's fan. Yeah, uh, it's just eh, to me, kind of. I, I think I think this is the pick for them. I think Trevor Diggs is the right guy. Alabama doing to Vikings. It'll be interesting if they decide to keep the brother, you know, and Stephon Diggs, who – I don't know how you don't, but he sure seems like he's putting it out there. Like every he took everything off Twitter that he was a Viking, basically. He's a little rabble rouser too, though these days. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Uh, a lot of people think he's the better player overall, like the better athlete. I mean, one went to a smaller college in you know Stephon Diggs. I mean, it wasn't a real small college, like NC State or Maryland, one of those two. Yeah, it was Maryland. And then you got the other guy goes to Alabama. So I like Trevor Diggs. I think it's a solid pick for them. Nice. All right. Well, let's get to picks 26 through 30. So, oh, wrong, wrong slide. My bad. All right, guys. 26 on Jared's mock draft. We have the Washington Redskins via the trade with Miami, taking AJ Epinesa, Edge, out of Iowa. 27, we have the Seattle Seahawks taking AJ Terrell, cornerback from Clemson. 28, Baltimore Ravens take Kenneth Murray, OU linebacker. Then we have the Tennessee Titans taking Henry Ruggs III, wide receiver out of Alabama, who was a really fun Twitter topic all last week. And number 30, the Green Bay Packers take Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor. I, li- I like this section of the draft. It's a very good offensive draft is what I'm realizing more and more as I, you know. Yeah, it's deep. The wide receiver group is really, really deep. And I think that's what you're going to see here. I've seen a lot of guys saying that they're, you know, they're expecting four or five, maybe six wide receivers in the first round. And I'm like, wow. like. Yeah, I think Andy had seven in his original, um, which I think is a little much. Uh, but for me, this is where I think you're going to see the second part of my the trade. 
Uh, the Washington Redskins, when they trade out the number two pick, they get the number five and get the number 26 pick. It's been pretty consensus like, hey, we're going to take Chase, they're going to take Chase Young. And then this is where I say he's the chess master and talked to a tug of low during the combine like, hey, we're going to take you. Like, we need you. We need competition. We think you could be the guy. <clears throat> Ron Rivera is a genius if he pulls this off because that's exactly what I think he's doing. And Miami's like, you know what? We got the money. You know, we have the, the draft capital to move forward. So let's do it. And then if you think that they need a little more help on, let's be real, you can't have enough pass rushers. Why not get the guy that for a quarter of the price that you think is still an elite pass rusher in AJ Epinesa? He didn't have good combine, so he's going to drop. So you get him for a quarter of the price you get Chase Young for, and you get two starters. Yeah. Give me Simmons and A.J. Epinesa and then go get you a wider – because this wide receiver class is deep, and I still think they're going to get another guy in the second round. So this is where they get A.J., and they shore up a really good defensive line group, a really good linebacker group at this point, especially if Foster comes back healthy. Um, and they already got Cole Holcomb. You've got, oh, boy, uh, Landon Collins behind you. This mm -hmm. defense became – Elite. It was already good. It became elite through this draft if he can pull this off. And this is why I'm having a little fun with the draft. Uh, I like it. I like so, it a lot. I think that's a, I think that's a, I mean, that, like you said, that's a chess game right there. That's going from just having a good defense to they leave the first round of this draft. And I mean, they have an elite defense, like you said, just like that. So that's a, I like that. I like that move a lot. It could be fun for sure. Yep. Then, uh, you know, we had Seattle taking a corner, AJ Terrell. You know, guys, this is all on the in the article, so you can read up on that. But let's hit the uh, let's hit the Baltimore Ravens with uh, Kenneth Murray here. Talk well, to me quick, about why I'm you gonna have... be honest with you. Uh, I think Seattle's gonna trade out of this pick, even yeah, though they're I only put one trade in this entire mock, <laughs> but they don't have enough picks, so I think they actually trade out of this pick to somebody, hmm. somebody who's who loves another player more than somebody else. So I can see Seattle leaving this one. Okay, so I'm just going to leave that there. Baltimore, let's be real. Baltimore loves Oklahoma players. And the fact that you think that – I personally think Kenneth Murray is the best linebacker in this draft besides if Simmons, who Simmons is considered just an athlete overall, even though I think Simmons is the best player in the draft period. Um, Baltimore loves Oklahoma players. Okay, last year on the roster, they had Tony Jefferson at safety before he got injured. Then they had two offensive linemen, uh, Marquise Brown, uh, Orlando Brown, who's been a complete stuff for them, who's dropped to the third round because he had a bad combine a couple years ago. We've referenced that. Uh, they got Brown as the wide receiver, and then they got Mark Andrews, their lead tight end. They obviously love Oklahoma <clears throat> players. They love the pedigree. Murray's considered the best linebacker to come out of Oklahoma in years. He's a they everybody talks about how good of a leader he is. They showcased him, you know, at the combine doing a whole video plot on him. I don't he, there's no way he drops farther than this. As much as I think you could see Green Bay move up in this in the Seattle situation because hey, if he's there, I could totally see Green Bay moving up to grab him. <laughs> Ahead of the put him right next to Curtis Bolton because they played together in college. You could see Green Bay move from 30 to 27 here. Interesting. Uh, but I don't think it's, he gets past Baltimore. I truly don't. Nice. They need help there, and he's a stud. Henry Ruggs, fastest player to combine, 4-2-7-40. He's, but the thing about him, he's one of the fat – even though he's as fast as he is, he runs great routes, great receiver. Tennessee needs a guy to compliment Brown. Yeah, I'm not a, <clears throat> I'm not a draft scout or anything. But when I watch, when I watch Rugs play, I see things. I see him do things that I like seeing my receivers do. Um, and he's got a, and he's fast. Like you know, everybody, that was the Tyree Kill thing, which just he's a fast guy, and that was like everybody just like loved repeating that for like two years. You don't hear that anymore. 
Yeah. I feel like that's what I think that I feel like that's going to be Ruggs' story arc or career arc is he's fast. We'll hear that. He'll be fast next year. You know, he'll just succeed by being fast. And in three years, you know, we're going to, we could be looking at a guy that's going, you know, top 15 pick in your fantasy drafts because he's not just fast anymore. Like he's got great hands. He can make contested catches. He can take a screen to the house or he can catch it, you know, a 60 yard bomb to the house. Um, he can run good routes. I mean, I think I love that pick. I love the, I love the controversy about him. Again, I don't watch a lot of tape or anything, but when I do watch him, I see things and traits in him that I love to see. I see I see traits of Stefan Diggs, another one receiver we talked about. I love watching Stefan Diggs play. I see a little bit of that. I see a little bit of Tyreek Hill. Um, but you also see some of that Julio where he will be reaching behind his back and snatching stuff and he will be, you know, make yeah, he's got Adam, great ball skills. Adam so. Thielen, another guy like I just I just see little things in his game and I'm like, that looks like something so and so should do. And just like to know that he's he's not even in the league yet and he can do some of this stuff. Give him two years with a you know a coach that loves him and I think he's climbing fast. I really finding his craft. Um, whoever gets him at this point in the draft, he's probably gonna be. Th- he could be the first receiver taken. He could be the fourth or fifth. I don't know. I think whoever I, takes. I, I honestly is- think he's gonna be the third, but behind CD and Jerry Judy. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> who knows? You can see somebody move up a lot quicker than here and take him. Exactly. Um, I mean, yes. Again, you could see the Saints take him for sure. Yep. So if they're not sold on on the across the middle guy and you know Chenault, so yep. And at thirty, uh, you had uh, Green Bay Packers taking Denzel Mims, another uh, wide receiver that we got got a lot of uh, attention last week, Stephen through the draft Twitter and all that. But I, well, I again, you guys saw him at the Senior Bowl. He he's elite. Yeah. Okay. He looked good. Uh, he gets open. He finds gets in space. He's a big body guy. He's much bigger than people give. You know, once you see him in person, he's He's a pretty tall kid, and he ran a four three forty. All right, he he ain't much slower than the guy taken before him. So, and he's he's a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. So you put him and Devontae Adams together, bro. I'm luck. I mean, you know, Rogers like, hey, I'm getting older. I need some help. And he's, come on, dude, Alan Lazard, he ain't the guy. So, putting yeah, Adams. And Mims across from each other. Maybe I can move Lazard to to the center, which I don't know if that's a thing, mm-hmm. right? I, I love Mims going there. If they don't move up to get a linebacker, I think that they take Mims here at yeah. thirty. They're in a similar situation to the Saints, who you know they just they need that second wide receiver. They really do. If they want to get peak peak um, value out of their top guy and out of their quarterback, you know they need to give them more options and they need to you know spread that ball around. So. I like that. For sure. So let's finish out this draft, guys. We'll get the last two picks, and then we'll count down 15 through 32 again for you, and then we will uh, get Steven here. We'll close out the show. All right, so last two picks. The San Francisco 49ers uh, at pick 31 take Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU. And at 32, the Kansas City Chiefs take a guy that we love on the show, Neville Gallimore, um, out of uh, – Oklahoma. I'm sorry, guys. Um, real quick before we, you explain that, I'm going to put the Neville, Neville Gallimore interview from the Senior Bowl on the end of this episode, guys. So it's it'll be at the end. We'll have the post-credits music, and then I'll put that at the very end if you're listening on uh, the podcast. If, if it's on YouTube, that might go up separately. But, uh, it's, you know, th- th- two, three, four minutes, something like that. It's, it's a good little interview. It's one of the better ones we got. So that'll be on there for you guys to listen to. So uh, anyway, go ahead, Jared. Tell us what you got. For these okay, guys. so San Francisco could easily move out of this pick. They have five picks left in the draft. Um, if Jordan Love drops past Indianapolis and somebody doesn't take him, I can see somebody moving up to the 31st pick because San Francisco needs they need, knows they need more players and Capital, they have five picks in the draft. I can see them moving back away from this. However, Grant Delpit, Jim Thorpe Award winner, solid, solid player out of LSU. He was injured for a little bit, so he's kind of flying under the radar a little bit. He's a boss, and they need help. They're getting older on the backside. Um, They've had some injuries. You know, I expect Sherman – I mean, Sherman's getting old. I mean, he got burned a few times. Let's be real. Uh. Whatever they decide to do here, I, I've got no idea. But 
this they is do where need I a safety. I mean, like you they said, they, 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 for especially IDP people, I mean, we know pretty much all the good safeties in the league and what teams to go look for a safety. And at no point this last season was I looking at the San Francisco 49ers safeties seriously. I mean, they were like, if I needed a bye week plug in for like a safe, like a DB two or three, sure, I would look at Tarkist or whatever that guy, his last name is. But they, they need they need a stud back there for sure, and that would boost their team. I mean, you see a lot of these teams with good safeties. I mean, they make their difference making. They're it's a dif- difference making position. I I believe. Hundred um, percent agree with you. Especially when you get a versatile one. So, anyway. Um, and then Gallimore, I like that pick, uh, especially with the Chris Jones getting franchise tagged. You know, I don't like to talk about it, but there's a chance he gets traded. Um, that's just the that's just the cold hard facts. And if that happens, uh, Gallimore wanted to see him fall this late in the draft as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I like that, and I you know he would be great. I mean, he's got the uh, the makings of a guy that could replace uh, Chris Jones. Honestly, he's not the same size. There's definitely a size difference, but as far as a disruption ability and uh, getting behind the line of scrimmage, which is something that. Um, Chris Jones is really good at for a defensive tackle is actually getting sacks. And, and if they decide to keep Chris Jones and they put him next to him. Power to him. They did just draft uh, Derek Nandi, I guess, as like a year or two ago. But, you know, it just gives them options. And, you know, especially when you have an elite guy on a franchise tag, who doesn't want more options? So now I and see. And this is where I see Kansas City could move to because where Kansas City got better and better and better as the year went on mm-hmm. uh, defensively. I think they need a stud linebacker. Um, I think that they're going to need a running back. Uh, this is very easily one of those positions where J.K. Dobbins comes off the board um, or the kid from Wisconsin, Taylor, Taylor. Which I'll, I'm telling you, these two players could easily go to the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> um, but it's not, not a doubt. I mean, they won it with Williams and Williams – Honest to God, I think should have won the MVP in the in the Super Bowl. Um, he had that good of a game, but somebody else who has seen this before, everybody else doing just messing with him, uh, buddy of ours, Brandon. He saw the last pick and he knows that they're looking at it like Mbuke from AM. He's an AM grad, so he's like, hey, why? Navelle had a elite combine. He had yeah. one of the best combines of anybody. He had a great senior bowl. He's the guy that I see moving into the first round of all the guys that we've seen because of what he did in the last couple of weeks. So this is where I see them, you know, where Navelle hops into the combine. To see three Oklahoma Sooners jump in the combine, you know, you always see offensive players going from Oklahoma. To see two two defensive players could be big. The SEC reigns supreme by in this combine. You've, you have seen this. I definitely point this out in the in the article. Um, the SEC remains supreme again. Uh, again, I I think a lot of trades are going to happen, even though I only put one. Yeah, and maybe we'll get a 2.0, do another mock draft 2.0 before, before and we'll month. go from there. Nice. All right, well, guys, I'm going to walk you down real quick. This 15 through or uh, 16 through 32, we had. Uh, Atlanta Falcons taking Clavon Chisson. We had the Dallas Cowboys taking Kristen Fulton. Miami Dolphins take C.J. Henderson. Las Vegas Raiders take Patrick Queen. Jacksonville Jaguars take Xavier McKinney. The Philadelphia Eagles take Justin Jefferson. The Buffalo Bills take Jalen Rager. The Patriots take Josh Jones. New Orleans Saints take LaVisca Chenault. The 25, the Minnesota Vikings take Trevon Diggs. 26 Redskins get Epinesa in the trade that Jared described, trading back there. Um, 27, the Seahawks get A.J. Terrell. 28, the Baltimore Ravens take Kenneth Murray. 29, the Titans take Henry Ruggs III. 30, the Green Bay Packers take Denzel Mims. 31, the San Francisco 49ers take Grant Delpit, uh, uh, LSU safety. And then the Kansas City Chiefs get Neville Gallimore at 32. So we're going to bring Steve back in here and uh, see what, what he's got for us, and then we'll close out the show. And, again, guys, that Neville Gallimore interview will be on the end of this episode in the podcast form for sure. So check that out. What's up, Steve? What's up, guys? I, I don't have anything to add except uh, I ran a couple of polls this week, and uh, I ran a poll 
Uh, who was your uh, number one draft pick this season, Simmons or Young? And uh, Simmons won uh, with 58% of the vote. Hmm. And then I, I ran another poll. Um, it was uh, – He's all good. It's funny you mentioned that because I ran that same poll two weeks ago about mm-hmm. Young and Simmons before the before the combine, and it was it was in the Chase Young favor. And I it was Chase Young favor by a lot. Yeah, by a good bit. And I remember thinking that I, I'm glad that you've done that. I'm going to run another one post, too, just so I have mine side by side. But we already have from yours, like, proof that, you know, people's opinions yeah, change. Things yeah, definitely. Things are changing. I still feel like it's close because, the, you know, the availability of the, the D linemen and the edge rushers. Yeah, and, it is going to be yeah. very team dependent. If you've got a couple of studs, I mean, if you took Nick Bosa last year mm-hmm. and you got Josh Allen and you got Max Crosby – and you've also just got, you know, I don't know who's another awesome just Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton. I mean, I mean you've got I, some I of these guys. In the you've got some of Miles Garrett sitting on your IR. You're probably not just going to take Chase Young because you don't need Chase Young. So it is very team dependent on where you are in the draft. So that's exactly. the way. There's a lot of context that goes into that. But I think, yeah, I, I like that. Um, anything else we want to tell the idp army guys we appreciate you i'll just say that right now um we appreciate the audience okay, yeah there was a, a say uh we know simmons was the top linebacker you know but uh as far as like patrick queen and kenneth murray uh i ran a poll on that and then uh, i didn't other option but uh with 65 percent of the vote uh pat or kenneth murray won that uh poll nice, nice. what do you guys uh what do you guys think uh Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, where are you guys going there? I, I'm not going to go away from this. Okay, stats don't lie. Kenneth Murray, savage. He's a tackle Over monster. Tackles. He's Kenneth tackle Murray had monster. more tackles in his junior year than Patrick Queen has entire career at LSU. Okay. Facts. Mm-hmm. So for IDP, I, I'm with Jared. I like. Sorry, Al- sophomore, you're not a junior. I like so. uh, Kenneth Murray as well. But um, yeah, I guess we're gonna close the show out oh, you again. Got, you got Patrick Queen going before uh, Kenneth Murray. Again, I'm, I'm only I tell you that, that. it's an IDP. It's, you know, it's not having to do with that. It has to do with the the coach loves the SEC. Yeah, but like I said, I even said in in the article, mm-hmm. you could see the plot. Yep, hundred percent. All right. Yep. There we go. Well, guys, again, we appreciate the IDP Army listening. We've um. You know, the show's growing. It's kind of crazy, but we appreciate you guys. We've been getting some really good uh, – we've been gaining a lot of followers, a lot of traction, a lot more people have been listening to the show, which is good. We've been upping our production quality and stuff for you guys, so we hope you appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to keep covering the draft um, and get ready for, you know, the, the draft season for fantasy football, the rookie drafts and all that. So, yeah, just keep keep listening, keep following us. We appreciate you. Um and, you know, we'll have some more goodness for you in a week or two. So, hey guys, just so you know, my Navy retirement is Friday, the 13th. So mm-hmm. I won't be on next weekend. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll probably be drunk all weekend. <laughs> so if he survives the weekend. All right. Friday the 13th. Jared, you want to give us the close out? As always, we appreciate you and thank you for coming. But until next time, let's go, let's go, let's go. My name is Jordan. Um, we're with Expanded Basketball. We do a uh, fantasy football podcast that focuses on defensive players. Um, our co host, he's a big OU fan. He says he's been following you since high school. He said he'd whoop our ass if we didn't talk to you. So, oh, okay. so we had to swing through. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. So, how's the week been so far? Uh, it's been well. I feel like you know, I, I'm constantly improving, I'm taking steps, and uh, just looking for opportunity to compete and get better. Yeah, do you enjoy sharpening iron with these guys out here? Yes, sir. You know, just 
being in this position to be able to grind with these guys, you know, seeing great competition on a daily basis, you, you can't mm -hmm. take that for granted. Exactly, exactly. It's um, something to be to behold for sure out here watching it. Um, he told us to ask you, you know, was you know, Aaron Donald came into the Senior Bowl, you know, six one two ninety, and said, you know, size doesn't matter, you know. And since then, he's pretty much, you know, the face of the D tackle position, the nose tackle position. He's kind of changed it. Do you see yourself as a guy that uh, kind of models your game after him, or sees him as a blueprint, maybe as you know, the new? I just, I just feel like you know, a guy like Aaron Donald paved the way for guys like us. Mm -hmm. Know that you know, no matter what the height is, you know, we still have that athleticism, we're still strong, still powerful, and you know, show that again, you have a desire to play this game and a desire to make plays. That you know, you're gonna find yourself to be on that field and, and to be someone that you know people take a you know, take account to. So, you know, I, I really appreciate him for that because again, as coaches are starting, you know, to kind of pour into guys like myself that are athletic, you know, guys that can kind of do both. And, Again, having that love for that game, he showed that obviously with a style of play. Exactly. Amen to that. Um, uh, one last question. Just um, oh. you're all good. You're all good. Um, the end of this week, you know, at the end of next week, when you're looking back on this, what do you what are you hoping to think that you took away from this? You know, I just hope that you know, at the end of the day, I can look back on this week and say that I got better. You know, I improved in all aspects and just kind of show that I could be a consistent player no matter what the scheme, no matter what's being asked of me, that I could do it at a high level and be effective. Nice, nice. Well, we watched you in those drills, man. You were quick as shit. So uh, keep grinding away. Appreciate you and appreciate your time. Have a good one. Appreciate you.